0: Hey, it's Patrick. Before we start, at the time of this recording, we went through a bit of a name rebranding from Rick Center to Altitude Accelerator. With that in mind, we hope you enjoy the following interview. Welcome to the Startups Transform podcast. I'm Patrick McGuire, your host, board member and advisor at Altitude Accelerator, where we help startups scale to new heights. We chat with phenomenal tech business leaders who've climbed their way to success within their industry. Our guests delve deep into the lessons they've learned along the way so that you can get a head start on your next big idea. Got Jason Palmer here with Winged Whale Media. They are multi-time award winners, but what is Winged Whale Media? Well, it's Content Production Studio, providing photography, video production, augmented reality, and virtual reality solutions. Jason, Thank you so much for joining us. Tell us a little bit about Wing Whale.
1: Sure, absolutely. Thank you for having me. Wing Whale, as you mentioned, is a content production studio, and companies or clients of ours needed help creating content. They didn't necessarily know what they needed or what worked for them. And so we kind of became solution providers in that sense. We started out with video production kind of 10 years ago, wrapped in some photography because it's the same equipment for the most part. And then about five years ago, we kind of folded in virtual reality and then a little less than that, augmented reality. And so we've really kind of taken to those technologies and being able to share those and the benefits that they bring to our clientele. And we have a lot of fun doing it.
0: Awesome. You mentioned clientele. Who are you working with? Who's coming to you?
1: Video production and our photography is just kind of in general the corporate kind of it's not particularly exciting stuff. It's a lot of interviews, it's things of that nature. The virtual reality, the augmented reality, our main niche is travel and tourism. We've done a lot of work with national tourism boards in the Caribbean, municipal tourist boards here in Canada, corporations in the U.S., here in the Caribbean. We've done a lot of work in the Caribbean because it's such a new and emerging technology that The local population doesn't have a lot of access to the equipment or the skill sets yet. So that's where we've done a lot of of work there. But so we'll do stuff with hotels, resorts, cruise ships, destinations themselves. So, for example, a couple of years ago, we went to Antigua and Barbuda and they take us around the country and we capture things using virtual reality video, bring that content back, create some training videos and social media pieces and then launch that out to the world
0: kind of cool job slash lifestyle i'm not (laughs) sure are you working or playing is the question
1: (laughs) it's a great question i mean people often say oh you're going on vacation again and i'm very much like (laughs) yeah but i'm working like 18 20 hour days so it's not always the cakewalk that people think it is because i got to promote these destinations and that means i got to get up when the sun comes up, right i got to film the sunrise so i got to be there in the dark setting up so that i can capture that sunrise most people don't think of that kind of thing, and then I, on the reverse end, I've got to get the sun set, so I'm up usually much later, waiting for the sun setting, and I've got to get the parties that all the tourists are at, and so they go till early in the morning. Yeah. But I mean, I try not to complain because they are amazing experiences. I've got to do things like shark diving in the Bahamas. I've got to do helicopter oh. rides in the mountains of B.C. You know, boats on the east this coast. Is great. So there are a lot of great memories, great experiences, great projects, great clients all around.
0: Yeah, I love it when you can have an experience like that and you say, yeah, I'm working. And people are going, on yeah, vacation. <laughs> well, sort of, but I love what I do and I'm still working. And yes, I'm enjoying every tree, every grain of sand that's stuck in my shoe and every early morning sunrise that I was up two hours before to get ready for.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. I, I, more than anything, I just call it a great change of pace. Yeah, it's a lot of work, but it's just the setting and the people that you work with changes drastically. And it's that makes it really, really exciting and fun to be a part
0: of. Folks, if you haven't checked it out already and you're listening to this podcast at home or on your desk or you're working, go to wingedwhalemedia.com and check it out. So Jason, tell us about some of your awards and the accolades and all the good kudos you guys are getting.
1: Absolutely. Truth be told, I've never been much of an awards guy, but my partner uh, at the business was like, let's get on this stuff. Let's do this. Let's get some recognition. Let's let's see what happens when we put our content out there. And so he really kind of helmed that. And we've probably won four awards in the last year and a half, I guess, with a couple other nominations and honorable mentions, things of that nature. So one of our big ones was a Telly Award. I don't know a great deal about the tellies, but I hear they're a big deal. (laughs) (laughs) We ran up against guys like Oculus for some of their content in the immersive category. I mean, ours was a much smaller production, and, and it, on the surface, it wasn't too exciting-sounding. I mean, we were working with a corporation out of – well, they're a multinational corporation called SGS, and they test products. Basically, anything you could think of, they'll test rocket fuel, uh, car paint, <laughs> how much of the plastic in a shampoo bottle leaches into your shampoo. Like, anything you could think of, they seem to have a facility so, to test. So, when they're and testing so we it, did,
0: they uh the finger dipping and and taste test with rocket fuel? Yeah,
1: I hope not. (laughs) I hope our testing is a little more sophisticated than that, but
0: they're very special people.
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And so they asked us to create a tour of one of their life sciences lab down in New Jersey. So we went down there and we captured it using virtual reality video. And at that point, In a lot of the virtual reality video that companies have been putting out, it was generally just kind of shots, a beautiful shot here, attached to a beautiful shot here, or just singular shots, right? And it was still kind of relatively new, but what we did is we kind of took it up a notch and we overlaid. So you could be looking around in your headset and you could see the process and then we'd have a window pop up and an interview from the subject matter expert would appear. And he would give more information on the, their processes and we would do call outs to the machinery that was used. And so it made it a much more immersive experience and it made it much more engaging and it flowed well. And, and so that was a really neat piece that we got to do that really kind of said, hey, the content that we're creating is really good. That's awesome. It was gratifying in that sense that people really appreciated what we were doing. Client absolutely loved it. And so we're, we've been talking about other projects with them.
0: What has happened early on in your career, early on in your life that made you decide to get into the media side, but really take winged whale media and blow it up? What's changed in your life that made you make that decision?
1: Well, I mean, I think there's probably a lot of things that come together to to, to lead you down that road. I don't want to say it's one decision, but more so a path that you just kind of weave your way through as you make a series of decisions. When I got out of college years and years ago, Oh, sorry university because I've done both college and university. I really just kind of needed to figure out what it is I wanted to do. What I found was that I wasn't getting a lot of traction when I got out of university and I really just kind of needed to focus on, you know, what is it that I wanted to kind of do. And so two major things that kind of came to my mind was one that I needed to be in a position where I was helping people and if I wasn't going to be in that position then I needed to be creative because I love to just I love having my head in the clouds and I love just brainstorming and just throwing out ideas, crazy ideas, fun ideas, funny ideas, you know, silly ideas. Like I love that kind of creative process and, and just imagining and dreaming. And so when I got out of university, I was actually looking to get into marketing and I was actually having a hard time finding opportunities. My business partner now, he kind of had a video production company on the side. He'd been doing a lot of corporate stuff in-house for a company. And he went back to school. And when he finished shortly after me, he's like, hey, why don't we just kind of work on this? And so that's kind of where we got started. I was just like, sure, (laughs) whatever. (laughs) You know, I'd never really held a video camera in my life before that. So I'm pretty much self-taught in all the work that I've done. It's an exciting process. It's nerve-wracking as you just kind of launch yourself into something with not having A lot of experience in it, but we built a bit of a name for ourselves, and you know we've seen some success with that. So that's really where we kind of stand now. I mean, we folded in the virtual reality and the augmented reality kind of portions because, as a result of other conditions, we felt that the video production, the photography side, was just becoming too competitive. Anybody could go to Best Buy. DSLR camera prices had come down. The technology was more available, and so people could buy a camera call themselves a video team, and start stealing contracts. And that's what we saw. We were getting hurt by guys who were just getting started out and charging peanuts for work. And at the same time as this started to come together, virtual reality video started to come into play, and people were experimenting with, at the time, GoPro cameras. You could buy six, 12 GoPro cameras. You configured them in a special holder, and you could start creating these immersive video content or photo content. And when I saw that for the first time, it just captured my attention right away. It was just, this is gonna be a new level of storytelling, a new level of reaching and grabbing people's emotions and pulling on heartstrings. And I thought it was fantastic. So that kind of energy coupled with the need to differentiate our business just really worked well together and kind of came together well. And so that's how we really got into it. We started out really small, just kind of experimenting with the tech. Claudia, who's a big part of it, she built like a cardboard camera holder rather than going out and spending money on a camera. We just had like a small cardboard holder that she'd made out of tape and corrugated cardboard that she'd found at home. And and so we took a picture of the camera here. We took a picture from this angle, took it out, put it into this side, took a picture and then stitched it all together. We said, hey, this can actually work let's see how we can take this up a notch
0: now it's like full 360 vr type stuff and but that's where you started
1: yeah absolutely and from there we took it we got a 3d printed model of a camera holder so we spent a little bit more money and we on our first shoot i broke that <laughs> awesome
0: Back to the yeah, you know.
1: <laughs> but uh yeah it just kind of grew and grew and we just kind of aligned it with our current clientele and we said hey we want to try this technology out It's not going to cost you anything, but if you like the result, you guys will have the opportunity to buy it. And so that was kind of our first 360 projects was, we're already shooting this project. Let's take some time, add it up. If you guys like it, you can pay for it afterwards. And it just kind of grew from there and there and there. And we launched into travel and tourism because that's where we've done a lot of traditional video work. One of our biggest clients, our first clients was Antigua and Barbuda. So they always hold a special place in our heart. Mm Mm-hmm. That was a funny story in and of itself. And we were going to the Montreal Travel Show, which is one of the bigger ones in Canada. The guys that were running the show, the agency, they actually put the address for the event as their agency address. Oops. So our team started to show up to their agency address rather than the event hall. All of the suppliers started to show up to their agency address. Oh, my goodness. It was interesting because at the same time, one of the suppliers showed up who was the director of tourism for Antigua and Barbuda. And he'd just gotten out of his cab and the cab had gone on his way. And he's like, well, what am I supposed to do for a ride now? And so our team was there and we said, well, we'll give you a ride. And He's like, are you I sure? Because you, you guys aren't going to kill me? Like, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and we were like, well, not at this point.
0: No, no. Put the ski mask away. Don't <laughs> yeah, worry about yeah. it.
1: Yeah, we'll, we'll wait till the end. No. Um, and uh, on the car ride over, we talked about what we do and, and where we're going with this stuff. And he loved it. And that was our real first big project and foray into travel and tourism. And, and we had an amazing time doing that. And a lot of great experiences. And it's worked out really well for them and for us.
0: So... Don't be afraid to take chances, folks. Don't be afraid to help somebody out. Sometimes good things come from helping others. You know, you always hear that good Samaritan story, and that's really what this was. And it's clearly propelled you guys into a whole new path and gave you that opportunity. And like you said, it's got a special spot in your heart. You know, not everything's great. Not everything's perfect. 360 VR came into the mix. Augmented reality came into the mix, and you incorporated those into your services. Who led that change or that pivot? Who was either responsible in a good way or a bad way for making that decision?
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, for the most part, that rested on my shoulders. I was really like, we should take a look at this and really take a look at it hard. I had assistance like from Claudia, as I mentioned, who created the cardboard rig. But for the most part, it was going to rely on me while my other partners kind of tried to maintain the video production side and some of those other clientele. I just kind of crawled off into the corner and practiced with this stuff and learned the software and tried out the camera stuff and demoed it and kind of went from there, so.
0: I thought you were going to say that you crawled off into a corner and prayed that it all worked out. (laughs) Well,
1: I'm not saying I didn't do that, but.
0: (laughs) Absolutely, all right, so that was a good decision. I'm curious, not everything's perfect. What was a bad decision that you guys have gone through as a company?
1: We had a couple bad hires a couple years ago. Yeah. And I mean, we've generally been a pretty small team, so we are not really experienced in hiring a lot of people. We've dealt with subcontractors and we have long running relationships with subcontractors, but they're usually on smaller time period functions, right? Like we have hire right. people for shoots for a week or something like that. And so so we've never had really any issues with most of that, but we hired two people, kind of a third all at kind of the same time. And it, it it just didn't work. It just didn't work. The vision that we had for what we needed them to do was not the vision that they had and their expectations. It didn't set us back from like a financial perspective other than perhaps... If you're going to quantify your time, you know that you spend in the office dealing with a stressful situation. Mm-hmm. I think more than anything, it was just the stress and the energy that you needed to put into solving these continuous issues that would come up, behaviors and attitudes that people had that you didn't, you didn't think were going to be an issue, and you didn't anticipate. Right? Yeah. It was funny because we were talking about this in the office. I said, what, "What would you say is a bad decision?" And that was something that just kind of came up. And it was like, "Yeah, that was just a a dark, is <laughs> a dark time." You know,
0: uh, You hear the adage of hire quick and fire faster, and it sounds like well, that third person never really was because he said kind of, sort of, contract a third. They didn't really actually get there, but uh, sounds like you've learned from that and you know you guys have grown to make better decisions maybe better vetting nowadays maybe it's made your team stronger to make the right decisions would you say that sort of came from it
1: yeah absolutely and, and i mean i think learning from your stakes is the key thing here for any entrepreneur wanting to take something away from this podcast with myself anyways is try and learn something from your mistakes but yeah we, i mean we absolutely began to really look at how we vet people to make sure that our expectations are aligned Things like that, to be perfectly honest, I mean, it rested on our shoulders. And we've certainly learned to fire faster now. That was definitely a learning a learning curve because we like to think of ourselves as generally nice people. And we don't like to stir up a lot of hard conflict and things like that. So we let things probably ride out longer than we should have. It's certainly easy to see that looking back now. But we definitely take that.
0: conflict, but... <laughs>
1: Yeah. I mean, you like to think of yourself as a nice guy. and So I don't want to have to fire someone if I don't have to. And on a personal note for myself, like 2021, I've really tried to focus on my leadership skills and my self-discipline and things like that. And some of the books that I've read have really talked about how if something's not really working out in your favor, it's your fault, right? right. In this situation, I, I can see this being applied because if I hired them without the proper expectations and everything really laid out, that's on me.
0: But on a bright note, folks... Winged Whale Media is killing it. They're getting trips paid for, but they have to work 18 hours a day to make that happen. Uh, (laughs) So, so Jason, it's I don't know if that's encouraging.
1: I don't know if that's encouraging (laughs) to your crowd.
0: (laughs) Yeah, you never know. But let's be honest. We're talking about entrepreneurs here. You got to embrace the suck. I say that often. And I also say you got to hustle. And clearly you guys hustled. You, You made a cardboard rig and then you made a real one and then you broke it and given it back to cardboard and then bought a new one you hustle to get that relationship with that individual and follow up and over deliver on whatever you promise, or they wouldn't still be your repeat customer. That launched you guys big time. And I think that's really exciting. But I'm I'm curious, if you backpedaled, (laughs) and you went back to the entrepreneur before the entrepreneur, what are maybe three things you might tell yourself or other entrepreneurs about entrepreneurship or what to do?
1: you know, I've been an entrepreneur in some way, pretty much my entire life. I mean, when I got out of college, I was working for a startup and then I went back to school and then I started a startup and I'm working on a side startup and, you know, a couple different things. But I think, I mean, one of the key things is, is always be learning. You need to be developing yourself, whether it's related to your business or not, you need to be developing yourself. So, I mean, I've talked about my learning to develop my leadership capabilities. And that's something that applies to other areas of my life, right? Not just business. I've talked about wanting to develop my self-discipline. And that is hugely impactful on your everyday life, not just at work, you know, at home with other relationships and things of that nature. So always be learning. And don't get me wrong. It's hard. I mean, literally every morning I wake up and the XR industry with... AR and VR and MR is, is literally changing every day. And it's like, what what do I have to learn today? What, you know, you have to stay on top of these things sometimes. And it's just what what is changing every day. What do I need to know today? Right?
0: Yeah. Always um, be learning. There you go.
1: The second thing I would say is put yourself out there as an entrepreneur. In a lot of cases, people aren't going to come to you for your product or your service. For sure. You might be able to. But you need to be constantly talking to people about it, building your network, and don't get me wrong, I wouldn't say my network is huge, and I wouldn't say it's very well-developed, but I certainly have gained insight as to how important it is, mm-hmm. right?
0: Well, but let's let's stop there for a second. It doesn't matter how big your network is, you do know a guy that went to Montreal from Antigua. <laughs> So, so that sort of tells the truth is your network doesn't have to be massive. It has to be quality relationships and it definitely applies to your concept that you say, put yourself out there.
1: Yeah, I think, I think that's true. You know, find a champion, right? When you're doing I found, you know, when you're, when you're working with another business, find a champion in that business, right? I think one of the third things I would say is while I've said, always be learning at the same time, you don't need to know everything. In fact, you can't. And if you try to pretend that you know everything, people will probably see through that at some point, either right away or over a period of time. And that that can hurt you. So don't be afraid to say that you don't know something. But to help augment that, surround yourself with people that can help fill those gaps. Right? Right. My partner, he's much better at social media than I am. I let him kind of deal with that realm and I'll provide my insight and he can provide his insight on me. But my business partners are much better at social media, right? You know, one of the main things is you don't need to know everything. You can't know everything. Don't pretend to know everything, but try to surround yourself or whether you find a mentor or other people in the industry that are willing to talk to you about things, surround yourself with people that are able to help you, that want to help you, want to see you succeed.
0: I've heard it said before that only fools think they know everything. And that's kind of true. And I've been accused of being a fool, but I definitely don't know everything. <laughs> so Jason, thinking about how we got connected, obviously we're here with Startups Transformed. It's a Rick Center podcast. How did you find the Rick Center? What's the connection there?
1: Yeah. So for us, we've been doing this kind of virtual reality, augmented reality portion for a bit. And we're trying to kind of land a bigger client. We wanted to impress them, and we thought the way to do that would be to give them something that they could put in their hands, mm-hmm. give them an augmented reality app that they can kind of play with, just a base level kind of app. We obviously didn't want to spend too much time on it or too much resources on it because that could be costly if you don't get the project. And so right. we really kind of expanded our network and we started to look at developers and programmers overseas, and we managed to create it and the client loved it it was kind of a critical component to kind of landing the project and what that did is that triggered kind of another idea for me something that our as a company we talked about in the past but as a company we didn't really want to f- pursue it and so with the experience I gained from that proof of concept we did I said okay well let me see if I can kind of run this other project and so I started mm-hmm. another kind of company and that's how I got introduced to the Rick Center. And I've started to create a new app for augmented reality in the wedding industry. And so I'm, I'm really excited about that.
0: That is cool. I love it. I mean, everybody wants to have that captured. And I'll tell you the truth, a little bit of a funny story. I've been married 21 years on May 20th of this year, 2021. Uh, so nice. a couple of days from the recording of this session. But let's go back. At that time, video for weddings was just kind of getting going. But it was like, who do you know? Who do you trust? It was a arm and a leg to even get anyone to engage and do it. And then somebody from the family says, "Hey, I'll record everything," and they recorded on their little handheld. I thought, well, that's kind of cool because it's it's raw, it's real, right? And then uh, when we want to get a copy of it, he recorded a Super Bowl over it. Real true story. It happens. So uh, <laughs> I'm glad I to hear. It. It. yeah it's i couldn't believe it but um i'm glad to hear that you know the world has really embraced video these days and augmented reality and vr i could only imagine putting on an oculus or a glass and and being able to see everything going around for my wedding i mean i'm passionate i still remember certain things about my wedding like vividly clear but other things are a little fuzzy maybe because i'm getting older but man could you imagine popping on your goggles And there's everybody, everybody laughing and loving it. And I think you're hitting a home run with that category between tourism and weddings. Holy cow, this is awesome.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's, I mean, we started out our video production career and this is how I learned my trade, I guess. Was we started out by filming weddings. That's where I've gained that experience, and now I can combine it with the experience that I've grabbed through the VR and the AR. So that's where it's been a real combination of things. Love it. We're trying to provide an experience to bride and grooms that is unlike anything they've had before, and at the same time, because I have this experience, you know, as a vendor, I'm looking to provide them with the next service that they can provide to their clients. Right. Mm -hmm. One of the things that I really enjoyed about weddings was just being able to give people joy. And that's really what it is, right? I'm trying to take this next kind of venture.
0: Make your customers happy and you'll have customers for life that are happy, right? Absolutely. You know, some of our audience, either entrepreneurs who want to learn more, maybe people that are getting into augmented reality, VR, or perhaps just into media, promotions, things like that, or maybe some future clients for you that might be getting married or celebrating something or have a tourism destination that they want to talk about, how do they get in touch with you and the company?
1: Absolutely. So, I mean, I'm a big fan of phone calls. I don't, I don't care for texting. I get so many emails these days and I have so many different email accounts for different things that it's hard to keep track of. I'm happy to put my number out there. It's on the website. Awesome. <laughs> but if you go to the website, there's multiple ways to get a hold of us there. Give me a call. I'm happy to talk to anybody about anything. Amazing. That's probably the best way to do it. You can shoot me an email if that's your preference. I just can't guarantee that it'll make it through and that I'll I'll see it. But if you give me a shout and you just let me know what you want to talk about, I'm happy to happy to chat. I guess I'm old school that way. I don't sounds remember. great.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think it's coming around though. I mean, a lot of people are uh, getting digital overload, and we're getting back to having real conversations, even if it's through a digital interface like we are now. It's about real people and real connections, and business gets done by people. Let's be honest.
1: Absolutely absolutely all right so you know how
0: to reach the guy now call him visit him (laughs) check out his website steal his phone number and give him a call
1: (laughs) i think it's on my linkedin profile too
0: (laughs) all right there we go now the question i got for you just to wrap things up is going all the way back to before you ever did it i know you said you're kind of a lifelong entrepreneur you've always been hustling and doing something if you were to tell your younger self that you got to start all over again to be an entrepreneur knowing how much pain it's going to cause, how much frustrations, how many broken rigs you might have for the cameras. If you got the chance to do it again, would you be an entrepreneur all over again?
1: I think so. I think I have to say yes to that. I mean, it's just, (laughs) (laughs) because I mean, being an entrepreneur and running your own stuff, it's a roller coaster. There's always ups and downs. And you know, when when I think about the downs, I'm like, Oh, why am I doing this again? Oh no. (laughs) But I mean, like when i think about the life that i lead now and and you know being an entrepreneur affords you certain amounts of flexibility in the way you run your day and how you schedule things and and, and the experiences that i've had i literally can't envision myself younger doing something else like awesome I, like I, that I just like I, it does not compute <laughs> like,
0: yeah and that's a testimony right there would i be an entrepreneur yes would i be in this industry yeah, because I can't see myself doing anything else. Obviously, you're loving it, and you don't mind working those 18 and 20 hour days in the most beautiful places possible, even if you don't get to fully enjoy them.
1: Now, ask ask my wife. Ask my wife when she's got four kids and the flu, and I'm in the Dominican Republic.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> ask her. Ask, ask her. She loves the entrepreneur. Life.
1: <laughs> ask her the entrepreneur life if, if that's a good life. But yeah.
0: I'm not sure that you even have a leg to stand on with four kids sick with the flu, your wife at home in the colds of Canada, and you are on a sunset beach waiting to capture the perfect picture. I I know you're working, but come on, buddy. That's not cutting
1: it. No, I I have to be very careful when I video call her and, and, you know, make sure that things are on the up and up first. But, I, I mean, truth be told, I wouldn't be able to do it without her. Absolutely. She's been a great support. Family support is a great thing.
0: Yeah, I agree. And and myself, you know, I've been an entrepreneur many times over. Some successful, some not so successful. It is the supporting cast. It is your team, your home team, if you will. Big fan of that. I really do respect that. It's great that you call it out. And that's a very personal side of things. So thank you for sharing that. Absolutely. Jason, on behalf of Startups Transformed, Rick Center, myself, Patrick McGuire, I just want to say thank you so much for sharing with us and letting us dive a little bit into your world and inspiring other entrepreneurs and who knows, maybe getting a few customers to come your way. So thanks a lot, Jason, I appreciate it.
1: Thank you so much, Patrick, it's been a pleasure and I'm, I'm happy to, to get clients, if I can.
0: <laughs> awesome, well, we'll try and drive them your way and then hopefully that this has been a joy for you. It's been great for me and hopefully for everybody listening today, they've enjoyed Startups Transformed with Jason Palmer of Winged Whale Media. Thank you for joining us on Startups Transform podcast. You can subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts. If you enjoyed the conversation, a rating or review goes a long way. Recommend the show to a friend. Find us at altitudeaccelerator.com where we can help you begin your startup journey with access to our workshops, advisors, and mentorship opportunities. Be sure to tune in for our next episode.